Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. I'll ask all my co-hosts to mute if they would. Thank you so much. My name's Caroline Oceano Ryan. I'll be your host for this evening. And I'm here with my really wonderful co-hosts, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Vinayak, our Faction Three White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and our panelist, Micah Green, is also here with us. So our guest in the second hour will be energy healer and light language channel, Sherry Bausch. So we look forward to speaking with her. And please do call into the show if you've got a comment or a question for our guest or any of the co-hosts. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841. So to start us off today, we'll have a short meditation. Um, Omina, I apologize. I didn't ask if you wanted to offer the meditation. I am happy to do so if you prefer. Oh, that's okay. I have a med- well, I had a meditation in mind in case, and it was going to be in to find a safe place. Wonderful. For our listeners and for anyone on the panel. Any time during the day, if you feel unsafe, you can go into the meditation and be there in a safe place. So if you'd like me to do that, I most certainly would be willing to do it. Remember, you can always receive healing in your safe place. Yes, the meditation is to allow you to escape pain and suffering of the world or of your body wherever it's caused by people or your status in life and to gather strength to return to your life with renewed hope, passion, and drive to improve your situation. So with that in mind, just make sure you're sitting in a comfortable chair, legs uncrossed, your arms resting gently on your lap with your palms turned upward. Inhale and exhale all the tension out of your mind and your body. And your spirit. Take a nice deep breath. Slowly release it. Ask your spirit guides to draw close to you. And say a prayer quietly to yourself. Asking for God's love and protection. Or whoever your higher power is. Allow yourself to find a pathway. And begin to walk along it. Eventually, you will arrive at a a beautiful place where water flows, flowers bloom, and birds sing. Look for a place to sit and soak up the atmosphere. Wait patiently, very patiently, for someone to come to you. Put it out there in your mind. For someone to come to you. Your spirit guides will appear in a form that is familiar to you. Invite them to sit with you. Allow them to talk to you through an inner meditation of their choosing. 
right nearby so you can hear them. This meditation will strengthen and rejuvenate you. Know that you can come here anytime you choose and that your spirit guides will always come to assist you. All you have to do is ask them and invite them. Spend time talking with your spirit guides about your problems or anything that bothers you. Anything that you're willing to give up, that you allow them to take it away. As you know, they cannot take it away unless you're willing to give it up. Listen to their advice. Allow yourself to know that you will remember this advice when you are fully conscious. When your time with them is complete, return along your pathway. Allow and allow yourself to return to full consciousness. Amen. Very beautiful. Thank you, Omina. You're welcome. Just perfect. Absolutely perfect. I find it's incredibly important to speak with one spirit team uh, every day if you can. Absolutely. Um, I talk to them all the time. And of course, if I crack my mind, they always answer. They may not always answer my time, but they always answer. Yes. Yeah. What do you say to people, just briefly, what do you say to people who say, well, I, I can't hear them? I hear that a lot from people. Because you're not listening. <laughs> That's why. Because you're allowing your mind to ramble. You're looking for all the answers. You're not quiet enough. You're not trusting enough. That's what, that's what it, that's what, if you trust, you're going, you're definitely going to get the answer. And it's, and it's to trust the answer that comes in. Because oftentimes people say, no, I know it can't be that. Yeah. 90% of the time, that's exactly what it is. Some people don't like the answer. It's not the answer they want, so they're not going to listen. It's the answer they need. It may not be the one they want, but they don't trust it enough. And that's the biggest problem. That's the big block. Because it, it's universal law. You ask, you get an answer. Mm-hmm. So you said it has to come. Well, I had a situation last week where a bunch of stuff was going on. And... and um, I said to Richard, well, they're not the ones that are supposed to come and do this, this, and this because their price was enormous. I said, I'm not worried about that. I've already told the universe. I've already told the universe to send the right people. Mm -hmm. A week later, I get an invitation from this company. Well, they actually wanted me to be on, to be a guest on one of their shows or something. And I said, there's our answer. We met with them and we had, it was like, it was like reuniting with old family, if that makes sense. And yeah. The, the universe answered. I just, I am really good at, at sitting and waiting for the right time to come with the right answer. And that's the whole thing. Put out the question with confidence and you're going to get the answer. But you got to listen. You got to be a little patient. But you got to trust. Allow yourself. If it comes and you, and if you're rejecting it and you're resisting, it's probably the right answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that's my that's my philosophy on it. All right, wonderful. Well, I appreciate that because it's a big issue. Absolutely. uh, It's hard to get out of our conscious mind. Yes. Get into our superconscious mind. Yes. Or to have a conversation with our subconscious mind. (laughs) That's even harder. (laughs) That's even harder, yes. But everything is there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, all right. Fantastic. I see our guest has joined us. So, um, We're going to reverse our usual order and speak with our guests, do the interview first, and then we'll go around and get everybody's energy update and Rama and Tara's White Knight uh, news report after that. So let's just, um, again, let me give you the numbers to call in because it's so meaningful to me anyway, (laughs) when people call in and they're really, they're benefiting from the show, but then they can also benefit even further from what our guests or any of the co-hosts have to offer because a lot of us are energy workers and, um, and or psychic like uh, Omin is. And um, Sherry is just an amazing uh, healing practitioner. So again, the numbers to call for station two are 888- 429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841 if you're listening to us live. So our guest is Sherry Bausch, and Sherry is a multidimensional healing practitioner, content creator, light language channel an autoimmune energetic practitioner who connects the quantum dots to bring forth a deeper understanding of the core aspects that are preventing people from thriving and living in freedom and wellness. Her clients include light workers, star seeds, empaths, and those challenged with autoimmune disorders. Through, <coughs> pardon, through group and individual sessions, Sherry quickly pinpoints and unlocks the many aspects of the individual that are ready to move into transformation and integrate the creative self, restoring the divine blueprint. In this multidimensional approach, she employs ancient techniques for transcendence, <coughs> pardon, <coughs> which, re- <coughs> which reach the physical, energetic, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Cool. She calls this approach human alchemy, the merging of the human and the aligned most embodied soul. As a light language channel and artist, Sherry connects with higher beings and galactics to support others in their light language and origin journeys. So welcome, Sherry. My coughing aside, you're very welcome here. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm sorry I had to unmute. Um, that was That was beautiful. How are you? How was everyone doing tonight? <laughs> I'm usually well. I just started coughing. I'm usually all right. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> um, let me just ask, you know, your work sounds kind of unusual, kind of amazing. It's multi, you're, you call yourself a multidimensional healing practitioner. So how did you come into working multidimensionally? How does one even begin to, to start doing that? Mm, thank you for the question. Um, 
it was, I would say I was, I want to say it's an accident, but I started out, um, you know, I've always been very intuitive and uh, I had quite an awakening in 2012 and um, was led to energy work quite by, I say, synchronistically. So it started out with acupuncture and then yoga. Um, and then I was read to, uh, led to a, um, practice Reiki and learn about Reiki and EFT, emotional freedom technique, which actually opened up a lot for me. It opened up uh, a lot of the karmic field for me. And so it's been about 10 years of just learning different energy techniques. And, and then in the last couple of years, light language coming online for me. And um, every time I worked with somebody, I just received more assistance from higher beings and higher beings started kind of popping into the field and, and whispering in my ear, so to speak, and, and directing me uh, with each individual, which was different each time. And, and so I realized in the last uh, couple of years that it's quite multidimensional. And then having also gone through my own healing process and working very deeply and releasing a lot of my own programs and conditioning and belief systems and traumas and things like that, that um, I'm able to access that and go deeper each time I work with somebody. Well, I want to ask, um, you were talking about your own process, you know, do you feel like as you're working with someone and the energies are flowing through you, are they healing you as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it took me a long time to realize that. I think when you're dealing with releasing the ego and the mind loops and um, these uh, subconscious things and, and just the programming, as I was saying, that you don't realize that's what ha- what's happening, <laughs> but that's absolutely what was happening. Um, and it would be interesting. I would almost, you know, in the early days when I was practicing, and I've been an educator for a long time too. So like, I always knew that I would learn from my students, but when I'm working with clients, it was like the same themes would come up in them that would be in me. And I never understood why when I first started. And of course, the reason is because we're all connected, right? We're all connected in consciousness and we are, we are consciousness. We are one. So um, it was very enlightening to start realizing that I, you know, I would question myself also, like, why is that coming up? Am I imposing that on them and whatnot? But once you, as an energy practitioner, you, you have access and a privilege um, to be in someone else's field as they've invited you, you start to realize that um, you are them and they are you. And, and I benefit just as much as they do, um, which is just a real honor to do the work, you know, that I'm, I'm doing. Beautiful. That's lovely to hear because something I see without meaning to criticize anyone, I get the feeling, maybe it's just me, but I get the feeling sometimes working with people who are pretty, you know, considered to be fairly uh, spiritually evolved that they don't have problems. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's okay with them and they're desperately, you know, wise and wonderful and I'm limping along. So to hear that kind of vulnerability and honesty and transparency is pretty refreshing. So thank you for that. Um, but awesome. it certainly do- and it doesn't make you any less powerful a, um, a healer. Um, I'm just wondering. So when you go to work with somebody in a group or private or private sessions, um, what comes up? What aspects of your work do you find yourself using? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do a lot of work with um, the karmic life path. So a lot of work with, and I hesitate sometimes to use karmic, but I think it's kind of a universal term that a lot of people understand, right? So this idea that we have other experiences that are out in the quantum field that are happening all in the now moment, but as humans, we label them as past, present, future, right? So I do a lot of work with that. Um, the Lords of Karma often come in. So these beings, higher beings, the Lords of Karma will often kind of hand, you know, I'll have people will hand over a lot of um, karmic imprints and patterns and conditioning that have gone through their lifetimes or their experiences. Um, but also, so they show up in that way as a pattern or conditioning. And, and in this experience, they've come to this place where they're ready to release the karmic pattern. So that, that goes all the way back to the creation, right? And beyond into the galactic, so our first form. And then there's also the patterns within each experience too, right? And, and usually um, they're very similar. So that's one part of it. Um, I work with galactic beings as well. So the galactic federation, I, as I know them, which are just different star races. So um, for example, Lyrans and Orion and Andromeda and Arcturians and so on, Pleiadians, that's one aspect. Um, I work with a lot of darker interferences that come in which actually I've learned recently to, to be, they, they are their own consciousness, right? But there are also aspects of us that really like the suffering and really like showing up as a shadow and really like sabotaging and pushing buttons. Those are aspects that are trying to quote unquote protect us. So I work with them. I work with ancestors. So we all have these ancestral patterns that are very, very deep and they go all the way back through the ancestral lines, so the DNA lines, so restoring and rebalancing that. Um, and I, you know, I work in the astral planes. Um, mother and father comes up a lot. I work with the traumas within all of those aspects as well. Um, I think that pretty much covers it. <laughs> There's a lot. Well, that's that's just astounding. Um, Thank you. That's, that's quite a broad spectrum. So you rely on your intuitive or energetic reading of where the client is, so as to know what to address. Yes, yes, correct. So they're inviting me into their field, basically, and the way it works for me is I can actually feel what they're feeling. Um, so. I do a lot of chakra work too, because that helps me to identify, especially the emotional body. So like the sacral and the root chakra, but I can actually, I actually have a visceral feeling um, that comes through with the chakra systems. And that helps a lot too. Um, and I can, then I can actually see the dimensions too that they're in or, or where there's interferences are coming from as well. I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. And you find for the most part, most people aren't really aware of everything going on. Correct. Yes. Yes. I think. Yeah. They they're feeling it. They have a sense that something has to go. Often they've done a a ton of work. Um, they're certainly not. You know, most people who come to me are very very aware that there's something that they just can't quite get a hold of. Um, but they're very aware it's there. They often relay information to me. I had, for an example, like, um, I know this happened to me in another experience, another lifetime. 
Um, but I don't know how it affects what's going on with me now. Um, so we kind of, that's where the connect the dots piece comes in. Wow. Wonderful. And then, so you're working with them energetically. You're not just giving them information. Correct. Yeah. So, and that's a good question. I think that's, that's important to understand too, because I could, I could do the clearing. And this is one thing that I know my guides have been really clear about is, and I guess it's the reason I work the way I do. I, I talk through an entire session. So I'd like people to like, I'm guided to share what, what I'm visualizing. And I think one of the reasons that I, I work that way that I've been guided to work that way is so that people can be educated and use those visualizations for themselves and really start to feel that themselves so that I'm not necessarily doing it. I mean, I'm a channel for what comes in. I'm not doing it for them, but they're very much an active participant in that session. So they're feeling things too. And as I'm calling it out, I often have clients who say, Oh, I can feel that I felt that release or this came in, or I saw this vision and they're sharing that with me. So we're doing it in tandem. Like, I couldn't do the work if they weren't completely open and their energy wasn't merged with mine. Well, um, so are you getting these sort of places where this, the energy is stuck and not flowing properly? You're getting that to flow. Are you bringing in higher energies? Are you mm-hmm. transmuting their energies to a higher level or maybe all of that? Yes, all of that. Definitely. Um, Often it starts out as kind of a clearing. So uh, I have a lot of people that just say I feel really heavy or I have this pattern that keeps happening or um, this, you know, family members like we're just not, you know, gelling or whatever. So we do a clearing on like I can feel the energy and how heavy that is and how it affects their, you know, their physical body as well as their emotional body. Sometimes we need to clear the stuff out in order for, and sometimes it doesn't even, it's not even related to, to maybe what they've brought to the table, but it has to go first so that the deeper piece of it can reveal itself. Um, and then once that reveals itself energetically, then it moves out and it lightens, it literally lightens the physical load too, or the mind load where people can start to make connections where they couldn't make them before because that energy was just stuck and it was very heavy and and very much a block. So, you know, I have people who are like, Oh, you know, this, I had this memory after the session that I, I wasn't aware of before, or that I had forgotten about for 20 years, you know, but it needed to come up and it needed to be something ahead of it needed to be cleared because it's almost like, think of it like a traffic jam, you know, Um, you got to clear that car out first before you can move the car behind it. Right. The pile up. Um, so yes, energetically and physically, as well as emotionally. Yeah, that's what's intriguing about your work is you work with physical issues as well, which I have great yes. trepidation about. Um, I always warn people that no, I don't do medical diagnoses or offer you know ideas for treatment or prescription. At most, I'll just say, mm-hmm. can you is it possible for you to see a holistic practitioner? But it seems to be your. Um, <clears throat> your path, your mission to work with people that way. So we'll get into that in a moment, but I want to briefly ask about the light language maps or which, well, they're star maps that have light language through them. And you are a wonderful visual artist 
And um, I know you did an absolutely beautiful star map for me. And you both speak and write light language. I guess the light language just comes through you very intuitively. It just flows. Um, and can you describe how did that come about that you started doing those? And what, what's the meaning behind them? Sure. So uh, I'll preface it by saying that the light language is something that's very recent for me. It just came online, I would say, three years ago. Um, and then most recently, the star maps have only been six months to a year ago, I guess. So it's come, you know, over the last three years. Um, and first it was speaking and then it was my hands and, and then most recently uh, writing it and infusing that into the star maps. So I guess it was two years ago. Um, I've always drawn circles. I've always painted circles, more of in a graphic kind of design way. And I've been fascinated by them. And I went through a period back in 2005, quite a while ago, where I, I think I must have painted 10 to 15 just paintings, large paintings of circles and never understood what they were about, but I just couldn't stop. <laughs> so uh, I did at one point. And then two years ago, it started coming online again, only uh, black and white. So using just pen and then infusing some gold ink in there. And I was meditating one day and was basically contacted, um, as I understood it, through the Galactic Federation of Light. And they brought um, some information to me, some, you know, just things about uh, free energy and about portals and about um, how to access um, the energy within us and, and our um, consciousness. And like Amina was saying earlier, super consciousness, like really how to, to access that and, and get into our original blueprints. And so I took notes and I sat with it for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden I started drawing after I had meditated one time with them and out came these star maps. And I knew that they were going to have written light language, but that hadn't come online for me. And so the message was that just wait, be patient, and that will come online. And sure enough, about six months later, it did. And so I went back to these, I guess I had maybe six, seven star maps that I had drawn and, and added the light language as I was directed. And then that grew into doing personal, what they called star maps, um, which was kind of just a map and a blueprint, not only for their inner light and their inner consciousness, but their kind of star race that they originated from people originated from and um, light language comes through me when I'm and messages come through me when I'm drawing. And then uh, at the end, I'm always directed to add uh, written light language too. So they've been really beautiful and people have found like, I, I just love doing them. Each one is different each one is different and um, people are very responsive as far as they just resonate and use them as meditation, which I never knew what they were really going to be for, but it's been quite a process. It was just being patient with that process and understanding that it's really helping people, especially obviously star seeds um, to understand their mission here and to understand um, uh, just really bring comfort as well and a bit of grounding to, to the purpose of their life and, and what they're bringing forth in their own light. Well, I'm thinking that the maps, particularly if you do them up for any one particular person, like I, I think mine you did specifically for me, and I feel that they're so energy embedded. And then you get a message that may come across energetically. It might not be the 
um, the left brain language sort of moment where you go, oh yeah, I got that bit of information, which is what we're all addicted to in the modern world. Yes. It might be be an energy gift, which is what I find when I'm looking into it. I see it's almost like they're talking to me, these lines, circles, the, you know, the the written language. And um, it's, uh, it's just a really beautiful. It's kind of transformative because you realize, well, there's, there's, this is this apparently two-dimensional image. And yet, it has incredible depth. You feel like you're kind of falling into it in a bit. And um, it's, uh, it's, they're very special. So pe- people can find that on your website. Isn't that right? Do you, do you have them on your website or? I do. I do have them. And thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, Caroline. But yes, they are on my website. Um, I believe it's under, I think it's under Star Maps. I think that's the tab at the top. Um, and you can order them specifically for yourself. But I appreciate I appreciate that um, that awareness that you have. I, that's the same same insight that many other people give me too. That they feel like they kind of get lost in them. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of get pulled into them. Like a and it, I was told they were portals as well. Yes. So it's kind of like this portal that pulls you in. Yes. Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you receive some some upgrades and leveling and whatever you need for them. So thank you. Yes. Wonderful. If people are curious. Um, after the interview, go just go to sherrybausch.com and it's Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I, and then Bausch, B as in boy, A-U, S as in Sam, C-H, sherrybausch.com. And so let's just look at this amazing mission you have, having come through um, some illness yourself in life. You do autoimmune coaching and sessions. So how did you come into that, um, come to work with the immune system, uh, healing it. And can you also explain a bit about how it works when you do sessions with people? I sure can. Yes. So um, I guess it was 2003. I was actually diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And uh, as soon as I received that diagnosis, I thought, okay, well, I, I don't really want this. I don't like it, but I didn't understand anything about it, um, except that that was something that perhaps I could, you know, learn about and, and change. So that's what I did. I went about trying to change it. And, um, for the first 10 years, you know, I managed it. That was the best way I can say I managed it. And I still had symptoms and I still, you know, went back and forth from the doctor and all this. And, um, but I was still having episodes. And if you know anything about auto, uh, autoimmune diseases in general and multiple sclerosis, they manifest um, a lot in uh, the fatigue. So there's, there's a lot of fatigue. There's a lot of unusual sensations that are very individualized. Um, so that's what I was doing. I was managing all of that. And um, about 10 years in, I had three major episodes in one year, I was under a huge amount of stress. And this is my the awakening. This is 2012 as part of my awakening. And so what I had been doing to manage it was lifestyle, diet, um, stress, all that kind of thing. But it wasn't, it wasn't changing and it wasn't shifting it. And I didn't want to live with it. I didn't, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to admit that I had it. And, um, I didn't, that was it. So when I started getting into EFT and energy work, Uh, EFT was particularly potent working with helping me to understand 
where that was actually coming from. And it had brought up a lot of my traumas, childhood traumas that I had forgotten about, um, that, that literally I had forgotten about. And suddenly I remembered and um, it became this thing where I couldn't stop the memories from coming up. And I started to make the connections between the memories and the trauma and how that lodged in my body. And then I started to get little messages from my body and from my system that were telling me um, little aspects. And this may be controversial for some people, but I was, there was a payoff to me being sick, right? So there was a payoff to this diagnosis for me. There was an aspect of me that actually um, enjoyed the attention. So I know that that can be hard for some people to hear, but um, for me, that was a huge moment where things really lifted and started to shift for me when I realized that there was a little bit of a payoff for me being ill um, energetically and emotionally. So when I started working with those aspects um, in the, in the quantum field and in this experience, everything started to shift for me. And so long story short, it's been 10 years um, and I have not had any symptoms and I've not been back to the neurologist or the doctor. I haven't had any tests around it. And I consider myself to be symptom free. Um, and that I've kind of starved it out of its, of its being in me. <laughs> um, I'm not a doctor, as you had mentioned, so I'm really cautious about it, but the energy work was definitely what shifted it out. It shifted the mindset and it shifted the belief systems um, that were lodged in my body and it shifted the trauma. So I had a lot of very, very um, deep trauma, uh, both karmically and in this experience that really affected my physical, physical being. So I hope that helps you understand. Yeah. Oh, that is just what a journey. And I, I know I do hear people going on these journeys and I've been on similar ones, not quite the same, but um, you were so brave to differentiate from the diagnosis instead of identifying with it, and making it your, your identity. And yes. saying, you know, I am an MS patient or I am an autoimmune sufferer, or, you know, and I'm not putting anyone down here. I don't doubt people suffering, but it's an unfortunate thing with our medical system being so sort of anti-holistic, except that now yes. it's changing a bit because people are requiring it to. But um, there's it, it, just this sort of, well, here's the bad news. And they deliver it in this voice like you're doomed and you, <laughs> you know, you have yes. the rest of your life. And it's just desperate. It's so narrow. Ah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do, you know, I think that language piece, Caroline, is very important um, to say that, you know, I have MS or I have lupus or I have whatever, you know, whatever uh, disease it is, is very limiting. We know language, you know, it can be kind of like a, almost like a spell or a cassock. It's important, right? Um, how we speak. So I yeah. try very hard to say, I received a diagnosis of, you know, um, the doctor says that I have a, you know, whatever. Um, but I try to stay away from, I have, or like you said, I am suffering from or I am yes. very, yeah, it's very, very important that we change our language around, uh, mm -hmm. medical diagnosis. I, I believe it's energy. That's all energy. So when you work with people in autoimmune sessions, coaching and, and sessions, energy healing sessions you're working energetically with them 
Um, and then do you bring in any of these other components you're mentioning about not identifying with it and viewing it differently and also noticing what, what it has triggered in you, you know, in, in the client? Uh, yes. You mean as far as like working with the, the energy that's lodged in the body? Yeah. Yeah. Or the mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really, um, we do. And, you know, some, I will have people that come to me specifically for the autoimmune uh, sessions and often it starts out, you know, we're not really dealing with that piece at all. Like I'm not looking, sometimes I'll ask what the immune system wants us to know, you know, Um, but often what comes up right away is something very traumatic in their field, um, something karmic in their field. And then I'm shown a direct link to the specific disease. So it's almost like, you know, we always set an intention for the session um, that we, that whatever needs to be revealed to help release the energy around whatever the, the disorder is, the um, chronic illnesses, that that come forth and that it come forth with ease and grace and that it's revealed and we're shown the connections that need to, to go for that particular session. And always, 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 we're led to something um, that was probably not expected, but people have great relief from that when, um, when they just open up and allow it to, to remove itself. Really wonderful. I feel like, you know, people are just, just barely now beginning to wake up to the fact because we've been put to sleep for so long, but just just beginning to wake up to the fact that sometimes when you've got an issue somewhere in the body, it is based on a past life issue or some energy lodged there might be yours, might be someone else's. It's not necessarily a physical problem to begin with. And, um, you know, work like yours is going to light that up for people, which is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank Um, you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I was looking earlier at some statistics, something like 23 and a half million Americans either are suspected of having autoimmune disorders or they've been already diagnosed that way. That's a heck of a lot of people. Is, is this why you feel this work is so important at this time or is it because it's your path or, or both kind of? I think both, but I think, you know, I've seen that statistic too and that just floors me. Um, I know that... <laughs> I will say that the pharmaceutical industry makes an awful lot of money from, um, I don't know if it's okay to to say that here, but they make an awful lot of money off of um, autoimmune disorders. Um, We we say plenty of that. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They, they, they do. They make literally billions of of dollars off of autoimmune disorders um, and medications. I should say the medications that, Um, are being given to people with autoimmune disorders. And so there's that piece of it, that aspect. Um, But I feel also that we are such powerful self-healing tools. Um, We have our own technology in us, in our energy systems, in our understanding of how powerful we are to be able to heal ourselves. And so that's part of why I do what I do too. Um, because I feel like with autoimmune disorders are so individualized and I find that very interesting. And I think that is the case because we are, you know, we are very unique beings, right? We're very, we all have our own blueprint, our own 
um, experiences and there's no one like us. And so therefore the fact that autoimmune disorders are so different, each one is so different, just speaks to um, how, how intricate, I guess it's best to say that the energy lands in the physical system, that it lands in the immune system. It does that differently because we're all different. You know, we all have these different traumas and these different experiences. So I think that's important too, for people to understand that, um, you know, and that's, if you talk to a doctor, well, you know, they'll tell you like, oh, well, you know, your fatigue may be worse than so-and-so's or it may look different than so-and-so's. Well, that's because that's just an autoimmune disorder. Autoimmune disorders are so hard to pinpoint and I really believe that's because we are so unique and trauma and, and experiences that feel like trauma to us are lodged in, in our bodies so differently. So once we get to those pieces and you talk about we're karmic beings too, right? We have all these other experiences across the, the, the matrix and um, we've so many aspects of us that exist in the quantum field. And so put that together and that's a very unique experience. So I get really passionate about clearing all that stuff out um, because it does affect the immune system. Um, the immune system is a living, breathing entity, right? Just like we are, just like every organ in your body. So it has its own consciousness. And so when we get in there and find out what that consciousness wants us to know and wants to clear within our being, um, the results are phenomenal. You know, and I get really excited about that. And I think everyone has the power to do that for themselves. So me helping people to do that, to teach them how to do that, that's really exciting um, for me. Oh, wonderful. Well, I, my wonderful friend, Yubanayak, has a question. He's an sure. engineer himself. Wonderful, wonderful, yes. Uh, hi, Sherry, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Vinayak. It's so nice to, to speak with you. Thank you. Um, I have this uh, interesting situation where um, I have been coughing almost like nonstop for quite some time. Okay. And then I was in a car accident. Hmm. And the impact of the um, airbag hitting my chest for some reason, seemed to stop the cough, but also I had uh, x-rays done and uh, they found a little bit of pneumonia, so they put me on antibiotics. And now, very interestingly, I thought I was over this. I thought I'd, you know, cleared everything I needed to clear energetically and so on and so forth. And now my coughing is back. And mm -hmm. it, it's almost like, it was before and it's really puzzling me because I do a lot of work on myself and I'm sure, I mean, I'm more than willing to be your guinea pig. If you, you want to demonstrate uh, to the listening audience, your uh, talents and, and skills because I could certainly use some help. So. Sure. Sure. I, I thank you so much for asking asking me and, and I'm sorry to hear about what you've been through, um, especially the car accident and, and with the pneumonia in the chest. And um, I, yeah, let's take a look and see at, right off the bat. There feels like <laughs> there feels like a quantum connection. Um, feels like it's not the first time that you've had uh, chest issues. 
uh, breathing issues. So let's, if it's okay with you, we can take a look at that. Yes, please. Okay. Anything, okay. anything. I'm completely willing. Just I'm wonderful. wonderful, wonderful. I just do want to just make sure that I am all um, plugged in with my hotspots. I don't lose you because I'm looks like I'm a little bit low. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'll just run it kind of a little bit like a meditation. I'm just going to ask you to get real comfortable and take some deep breaths as much as you can without causing a cough. Cause I can feel a little bit of the shallow, like the pressure on the chest. Right away. They're taking me to your, Center of your chest. I'm going to ground you down through your feet. So imagining that roots are coming down, growing through the feet into the earth, connecting with the center of the earth and to this large amethyst crystal. And just there it goes, shooting energy right back up through the legs, the calves, the knees. Settling in the root chakra. So we're going to kind of weight that root chakra because it feels a little floaty. We're just going to root that down. I'm asking for all guides to come in for that. We've also got actually some tethers grounding at the crown. So it's not like they're holding you down, but there's parts of you, aspects of you go up and out right now. So we're just asking that they stay Stay within the, the physical body right now. All the higher beings coming in who wish to assist. All those versions of the Nayak that know exactly where he needs to go with this, this uh, session. Some sacral stuff coming in right now. I'm also going to bring in just a beautiful field of rainbow plasma light that's surrounding you, encapsulating you for fortification, strengthening, purification. The lords of karma have come in. So we do have some kind of karmic quantum connections that have come in right away at the chest. Okay, I'm hearing heartbreak. Show me all the times that he's suffered heartbreak. Yeah, ooh, lots. Okay. So I often get chills, right? And it's like coming in through the shoulder blades. So all the times that you've experienced heartbreak across the quantum field and beyond, back to the very first creation, showing me throughout the matrix. All the portals, timelines, realities, dimensions, astral planes, clearing them all out, out, out. There's some desperation in there below that. Clearing all the desperation, all the times he felt desperate. Some abandonment, holding on to in desperation so you won't be abandoned. So these are all quantum aspects coming forward. Anytime he made an agreement, vow, contract, promise, spells, cast, or curse about yeah, knowing himself in this way. Bringing that all forward. We're going to bring them all together. So just sensing, getting the sensing of all those versions of you. Yeah, there's a lot. And bringing them all together into one. We're going to wrap them into one cord. 
send them all the way back to the life path, all the spaces in between to the very first incarnation and beyond into star, star realms, exploding that into light, alchemizing that into love, feeling that being purified, strengthened and coming back to you into that heart space, into that very center in the sternum is where I'm feeling it as love for self, love of self. Yeah, love of oneness, connection. This is cause some separation. There it is. Anytime he felt separation, divide. Again, abandonment. It's coming up. Yeah. Okay. So sacral. There's some sacral stuff in the sacral chakra with abandonment. So we're going to bring that up. I'm going to ask that that be shown to us. Yeah. Any frequencies are hanging on to abandonment. We're going to send them back, send them back. Any interferences, overlays, distortions that have been stuck in there, any higher frequencies, I'm sorry, lower frequencies, darker frequencies, implants, all that kind of stuff is discurrents or spirits that haven't passed over that are hanging on to abandonment. Any aspects of you that love suffering and abandonment, bringing those forward, all those shadow aspects. We don't like to talk about them, but we're going to bring those forward. Okay, we've got some um, aspects that are kind of tethered up into the up into the uh, galactic realms so sometimes we um consent to like experiments up there sometimes we don't consent to them but i see tethers and ties going up there so we're going to release all those that's done all those agreements are done out that's out there's one hanging up into the left what is this? So it's really hanging. That's a strong one. Abandonment. There's a distortion around that. So we're going to bring that down a little bit closer. See what that's about. I'm going to surround that with light. Stuff with mom. There's some stuff with mom. It's like an overlay almost. So stuff you agreed to hold, perhaps for mom in this lifetime or in other experiences, we're going to release all that. So he's given permission to release all those overlays, all those distortions, all those things he's holding. Yeah, there it goes. So we're going to snap that off. So just seeing it kind of release itself, it feels pretty strong. So that's in your left field, on your left side. And we're going to bring some light in. Feels like it's attached into that sacral lower uh, rib cage, left rib cage. So we're going to pull that out gently and bring in the violet flame behind that. And just allowing that to fill the space as that tether releases any tendrils out, 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 any creatures that are holding that in out, 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 out. What is that? They're telling me it's something else too. Okay, so there's multiple aspects of you that are holding that in space, in place. What's the payoff? So what is... There's definitely something that's really attaching to the bottom of the rib cage. 
So, and there's multiple versions of you out there in the field. So let's trying to tell me what that's about. It's really lodged in there. So we're going to bring in some light in there. I actually see it as like claws kind of digging into the bottom of the rib cage. There's parts of you that don't want to expand. It's really holding in a contraction. That's what they're, I'm hearing. So we're going to release that. So all those fears about expansion. And I know you're a very expansive being as you are. However, this is in the field. This is somewhere out, some other version. That version of him that doesn't want to expand. That wants to stay small. That doesn't want to be seen. Releasing that. There's something there. Any inner child stuff out all across the cornfield. There it is. Out. There, it just snapped off. We're going to send that out into the field. All those inner child versions, all those small child versions that were abandoned, that were lost, that were um, left without supervision, without yeah, parents. It's very quantum. There it goes. So now something just released in the heart space. So there was obviously a lot of stuff when you, um, as a uh, karmically, as a child, abandonment and child, uh, loss of mother, loss of father, loss of family through death, war, famine, genocide, out, displacement, out, 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 get the illness, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Speaking of pandemic, something in the chest, bringing that out. So there's a heaviness in the chest that I'm feeling. So if just imagine it, give it a quality, if you will. So it could be um, dusty. It could be dirty. It could be like metal, uh, whatever it is. Like a black cloud. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So envision that black cloud and in your mind's eye, start to pull that out with your hands. Right out in front of you. So there's a version of you in the quantum field. Just imagine another version of you, a shadow aspect coming forward to receive it. It's willing. It feels quite long and large. So we're going to bring the light behind you, the angelics coming from behind you. And as you bring that out, it's got a little bit of stickiness. We're just going to hand it to that version of you who's ready to take it, that shadow version who needs to be seen, right? So often our shadows just want to be seen. They just want to, you know, they just want to be acknowledged. All those versions, it's like a version that's just extremely grief-stricken, sad. I want you to know that you experienced that across the quantum field. Bring it out. There goes the sacred. Beautiful. Yeah, it's bringing up some stuff from the emotional center out. We're going to bring the light from behind, the angelics. So you can imagine the angelics just putting their hands on your back at the heart space. So those shoulder blades spine and as they do that this warm beautiful platinum light pushes through just assisting that darkness that dark energy to come out it's filling the cavity of the heart space yeah there are tons of grief coming out all the times you experience grief across the quantum field and beyond bringing it forward all the times all the yep 
untimely death. What could they also go through? I'm even receiving times that you left this earth plane before your time. Others who are holding others' grief. Despair. Hopelessness. Yeah, there. Hopelessness is a big one. They just got to hit on that in the sequel. So all the times you felt hopeless across the quantum field, or in this experience, there you go. Yeah. So your light just came on, on board. We just moved enough to get some light. Beautiful. Those angelics now are melding and merging into your being, into your heart space, purified and strengthened. Wings unfurling from your back. Beautiful. They're actually going up into the throat. So imagine that beautiful light or even the hand, hand of the angels, Raphael healing on your throat chakra. And another one at the high heart. Removing any residue that no longer serves. Any collective stuff that's lodged itself in his body in the form of grief, sadness, despair, hopelessness, out, 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 out. Any agreements, contracts, vows, promises that he made to hold that for the collective out, 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 out. Beautiful. More sacral stuff's going. It's beautiful. Beautiful releases. We just got some light going up the spine. Down from the sacrum all the way up through the crown and opened up into the crown. So how are you feeling right now? Wow, amazing. Okay. Pardon me? I said so much lighter, Sherry. Oh, good. Oh, my gosh, good. Okay. All right. All your work that you were doing on me. It was beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Let's close up the field right now because it's feeling really good right now. It feels real light and expansive. So I'm just going to ask that any light that you were feeling through the angelics and through your own conscious, super consciousness that's opening up into the field to just really expand that as I start to call back any energy that, that went out into field to assist. So just feel yourself expanding. Yeah, head to toe, all the way out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call back, and I yep, bringing back all his versions, all his spirit versions that went out to assist us today. I'm calling back my energy, all other energies of higher beings that we're assisting. We're returning them to rightful spirits. Good. Any fractals, any versions that went out, couldn't handle it, come back. So if it's feeling like you don't want to accept those maybe fractals or pieces, even though we're going to purify them and fortify them, they can hang in your field until you feel you're ready to integrate them. That's totally up to you. I'm going to ask for ease and grace for all the integration over the next days, weeks, and months. 
that new insights be revealed to him. We're going to unground, untether, bringing all that energy from the core of the earth, that amethyst, right up through, allowing it to land where it feels good for you. So anywhere in the body, just have a, just a sense of where that amethyst energy from Gaia that she's pulling as a gift to you, just allow it to land anywhere in the body or all of the body, whatever feels good. Beautiful. And we're just going to thank with the utmost gratitude from the heart space for all of the assistance that we had tonight. It's really beautiful. I honor you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you're so oh, welcome. God, oh, that was beautiful. Oh, Such you're so welcome. Oh. Oh. I, I hope everyone followed along. I was following along, and I felt shifts happening in my energies, which were very beautiful. So I'm so glad Benayak was assisted. And, you know, everybody, you can also listen to the replay of the show, and the energies will be there. Because Sherry, clearly, she's multidimensional. She's stepping out of time space. She's just working with uh, elements that don't belong to the linear time, the line that you and I are used to. And, uh, oh, so powerful. Thank you so much, my friend. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Caroline. I also want to say that it was my intent that everybody that listens to this call on the replay or we're listening in now, that you receive the healing that Sherry just blessed me with. And I empower all of you to receive it for yourselves as well. Thank you. Thank you for holding that intention for everyone, Vinayak. Absolutely beautiful. I, I, that's just so special. It's such a sacred moment. And I'm so glad Sherry didn't mind sharing that with us because um, it's, you know, it can be a very private moment to have a, a session with someone. I'm glad Vinayak was open to uh, having Sherry work with him right now because I'm positive thousands of people, <laughs> not just uh, him or me. So thank you so much. Um, now, Vinayak and, and I, in that moment, we were feeling effects um, lighter, freer, more expansive, and, and probably, you know, other effects physically as well. About how many sessions on average would you say would it take for a clients to to see real results and physically as well as mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Mm, um, that's a very uh, that's a good question. But it's very individualized. Yeah. Um, uh, most people uh, have results um, similar to Vinayak, so that's good. Um, if you're looking for long term release of especially physical ailments. Um, ongoing sessions are really helpful. So, but that, that depends on your resources that are available to you. Um, so, I mean, I have people that, that, you know, come every week or, um, others that come every month or just as they're able to. So the more sessions you can receive, um, the more benefit you'll see. So that's pretty individualized, but, um, I've had people who have major shifts in one session too, as well. So. Yeah, I can believe it. Really, really wonderful. The scope of your work is kind of astounding. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's just really a privilege to, to witness that. Um, what would you say is the goal specifically of working with the immune system? What are you wanting to do there? 
Are you wanting to lift the vibration or, or how, what do you, uh, what is your goal there? Mm. I love that you said that lift the vibration because that's, that's never really been my intent, but it sure, um, it sure should be. And it, it I believe it is. Um, so I'm glad that you said that Caroline, definitely to lift the vibration because um, as you know, lower vibrations, heavy, right? It's just heavy experience, heavy trauma, heavy language conditioning, all that kind of stuff that's that's there. And it weighs us down and it shows up in the physical. So as we release um, the heavy energy, it releases from the physical system. And um, of course, our vibration will be lifted and we see the world differently. So when you see the world differently, especially if you've had physical ailments, chronic illness that's been with you for a very long time, it can prevent you from believing that you'll ever be out of that, right? And so that's a very limiting belief system. So um, that's one thing that we go for too, is that uh, to release that physical energy that is connected with the belief system that holds that immune piece in place, that disorder or that dis-ease in place. So really, when we talk about disease, we say dis-ease, right? It's just the ease that's lack of ease in the body that that comes through all of these experiences that are lodged so um yeah definitely a vibration definitely to get relief from physical pain and to release and uh all these belief systems and conditioning and patterning that that's really still causing it and i think also to help us really one of my large goals is to help empower people to know that they have the ability to heal themselves. They have ability to be like Vinayak was so open. He's, he said, you know, and I honor you so much for this, that um, you've been doing so much work, you know, but sometimes even for myself as a practitioner, it's, I can't see the forest for the trees. I need another practitioner to help me release the things that are still, you know, evade me. (laughs) So um, to help, but once that's done, then, uh, I can I can move forward and and kind of launch off of what that practitioner has taught me, and that's that's the empowerment of self healing. So I think one of my large goals is to help empower people to be able to know that they they are self healing beings. Beautiful, absolutely wonderful. We're so thrilled to have had you here, um, Sherry. You know, we could probably keep talking for hours yet <laughs> but i want to give your contact info is all right we give your email address is that okay absolutely yes yes please so that's sherry bausch 17 at gmail.com and it's spelled s-h-e-r-r-i she spells it with an i at the end bausch b is in boy a-u-s-h 17 at gmail.com if you want to email sherry you can also contact her through her website which is just sherrybausch.com. She's also found under that name on Instagram, on YouTube, a ton of wonderful energy work. I feel really blessed every time I watch one of Sherry's videos. It's so cool. There's no excuse. You're saying, oh, I can't put out the money for uh, a session right now. Look, this is free content, people. (laughs) Advantage, for heaven's sake. And also on Patreon under, under the same name. Um, if you would like to, you know, join in supporting Sherry's work for in exchange for some really beautiful gifts every month. So um, 
Thank you so much, Sherry. We again, Sherry Bausch, multidimensional healing practitioner, light language channel, autoimmune energetic practitioner, and artist. Um, absolutely connecting those quantum dots <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to uh, bring us into full thriving and living in freedom and wellness. And uh, just really thrilled to have you here, my friend. So I hope you'll come back and, and visit again soon. Errol, okay. Oh, yes. Go ahead. I- this Sorry, is, I wanted to say a few things um, to Sherry before she's going to jump off here to, to the galaxies. But, um, <laughs> I, um, I actually felt you connecting with the galaxies as real beings and, and the uh, nebula out there and pulling and, and, and surrounding Banayak with their energies as they are they are beings living beings and i i just i experienced you doing that while you were working with and i wanted to say something about that and um i have a physical injury and uh the bone in the lower lumbar it literally moved in the wrong place on the inside of the uh, of the spinal cord, where it causes pain, and it's been there for many decades. Uh, and every so often, a person doing some, you know, cranial sacral or physical work has been able to move it. I'm not sure all the way back where it was going to go, but it didn't hold. And I'm just wondering about: Have you had experiences? with long distance healing work like that, where you can actually accomplish something like moving a bone back where it needs to go. Mm, I've never had, thank you for sharing that. First of all, um, I appreciate that, that uh, vision that you, you were able to see and, and for sharing your, your challenges. I feel I've not had experience with that type of um, work as far as like actually moving the bone. Um, I am receiving right now that it does feel like there's some type of, I know this sounds strange, but, um, kind of mechanism or device or something that's kind of keeping it in place. Um, kind of interesting. Like I can actually see, I can actually see like when it goes back in place, then pulling it, something's pulling it back out. Like, I don't know, something stuck in there. I'm glad to, um, if you want to contact me, I'm glad to do uh, I have like a complimentary um, to work with you and see what we can accomplish for it. Because I, I can see that there's something that's interfering. That's what it feels like to me. Oh, thank you. I will. <laughs> yeah, please, please. And I do offer that. I just wanted to put that out there to the audience. I do offer that. Um, a 20 minute complimentary session and we do actually get a lot done in 20 minutes. So if anyone's interested, you can check that out. Yeah. Thank you, Sherry. I'm glad to be with your energy and we'll see you again until we. Yes. Thank you, Tara. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you again, Sherry. And um, uh, you know, we just feel really blessed to have had you here. So uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And if you want to stick around, you're welcome to. If you want to go off and have a life, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I do need to get off. But I just want to thank everyone so much for, for holding space for, 
for this call tonight. And um, you're such an, an incredible group of people. And I feel very, very honored to, uh, to share what I, what I do and um, to be here with your audience tonight. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know, the honor's all ours and uh, huge blessings. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline, and, and to all. Blessings to all. Sherry, yeah. thank you, and you're welcome anytime, anywhere, always. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you Vinayak. We'll be in touch for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Absolutely. Sherry. You're thank welcome. you very thank much, you. Sherry. You're welcome. Thank you to all. Blessings. I was Thank very you, impressed with your light language that you were speaking. That was, that really resonated strongly with me. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Micah. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, please connect with me. I would love to, um, to uh, share with you and hear what, what your experience is as well. Thank Absolutely. You. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much, Sherry. <laughs> okay. Great. Namaste. You're Namaste. Namaste. Good night. Good night. So again, Sherry's email is sherrybausch17 at gmail.com and her website is sherrybausch.com. So wonderful. We'll go from that to um, maybe some quick energy updates. I'm just going to say these energies are nuts. <laughs> and the sun is definitely transfiguring because um these are amazing times we're in. And um, I, I really, I feel that these, these light codes coming in, they're highly sentient and we're getting messages on a heart level from the sun all the time. And um, our higher selves are coming in. It's a time of huge transformation. I almost don't know what to make of it, but uh, here we are. So um, if one of my co-hosts or, or Micah, our panelists would like to, contribute you want to offer an energy update that would be wonderful um omina did you want to offer yes i do okay um i think you know the the energy that's coming and going i just find it so exhausting and the funny thing is that i get a message just lie down and if i lie down for 15 minutes it makes a huge difference to my energy, but I never know when the energy is going to hit. I could be walking around. I might sit for a minute, whatever I'm doing. It's like this wave comes and totally wipes me out. And I'm hoping that it's the, that it's the external energy floating around. And the other thing, when um, Sherry was talking, I try, I wanted to ask her a question, but didn't get a chance to because because some of you on the panel are talking about all the coughing that's going on. And I wonder if the coughing is not a symptom of or telling us to clear out some of the old energy. If the energy is so strong that it's creating the coughing. It's like that it's like almost like the etheric body and the body is trying to let go. I would just like anybody else's information on that. Because that's what it feels like to me. It feels like yeah. the the energy, the spirit, the body is expanding. The lungs can't cope. They're like in battle with each other. And, and I'm just wondering if the coughing has anything to do with that. Trying to, it would be great to experiment that 
for anyone that has the coughing ongoing, ask the cough what it's trying to show us. I know that might sound silly, but actually you might get an answer. Anyone else that has an idea about that, I just wanted to share that. I think it's great. I agree. I, I Because I was coughing earlier. I've been coughing off and on, not a lot, but often enough that I notice it over the past couple of weeks. I'm not ill. I don't usually get allergies this time of year. It's just bizarre. Exactly. And, that's what I'm talking about. I haven't been yeah. coughing, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like getting getting it and wondering where is it coming from, what's causing it. There's nothing in your body telling you that that you have to pay attention to. But I wonder if it's just energy trying to move through or let go or whatever. Well, that's what I'm. Uh, the conclusion I came to because when I was coughing earlier, I was trying to say, give Sherry's intro, give her bio, um, and, the, and all this coughing came up, and I thought, what the heck? And then when I when she was speaking, I muted myself. I kind of you know asked, what is this? I don't think it's allergies, because I'd be blowing my nose more and be more congested, and that's what came through that it it's just some old energy escaping from the throat chakra. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to hear from people that are coughing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think, um, well, Randy and uh, Penny have both had coughs and a uh, number of people I know. Yeah. Uh, Randy is saving his voice and Penny's not on tonight because she has no voice. It's her oh, wow. incredibly rough. So it's, it's just affecting a lot of people. Um, but uh, yes, I follow what you mean, Omina. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Well, if I can contribute here, yes, Amina, thank you so much for your observation. Um, I know that here in Maui, which is extremely unusual, but there are particulates in the air that they have been spraying upon us, and a number of folks are experiencing what I'm talking about. Uh, and what we've been talking about on the air right now. So I think it's happening all around. I think it's part of the, you know, the energies that are, um, uh, let's say, um, not necessarily here for our benefit, to be nice about it. And I've just been acknowledging that every time I get into one of these coughing spells or coughing fits, I just acknowledge that it's just part of my own healing as well as everyone else's. So, um, wow. I mean, uh, I, I just feel so different after Sherry's session. I just encourage anyone that is uh, inclined to contact Sherry to do so. What an amazing um, being and uh, her willingness to help so many of us by extending a 20-minute session to any and all of us uh, as an example of her work. Uh, I strongly urge all of you to to accept that uh, because I've been having challenges with my voice, challenges with the coughing, and certainly challenges with my fractured elbow, but all of it 
I am just putting in the light and calling in um, St. Germain's Violet Flame and encourage everyone to do that as well. And that's kind of my update. Thank you, Caroline, for hosting. Wonderful. Thank you, Vinayak. That violet flame absolutely comes in handy. (laughs) I'm using it a lot these days, without question. And I agree with you that there's probably spraying stuff in a lot of places. That was my other theory as well. Um, The last gasp at power there. But um, Caroline? Yes, Tom. Vinayak, when we were living there for four and a half years, they always sprayed the pineapple fields with that kind of stuff. And that's probably part of it, at least. They take small planes and they come pretty low. And those particulates get in the air. And I know on Maui, they do that all the time. So uh, we just got to call on the uh, Sky Fairies (laughs) to (laughs) transmute that. Yeah. They can. That that's possible. That's probable. And that work that uh, Sherry was just doing. I, yeah, she was calling it all in. Yes. So we can remember that. We can just remember it, and 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 just yeah, call it in. So I just wanted to compliment you again, uh, um, Sherry. I know you're not here yet. <laughs> what a wonderful being. That does his talking stick back to you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Tara. I don't know, Micah, do you have an update of any kind? I'll take the talking stick, Caroline. Thank you very much. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, um, Mr. Kesh has, uh, in his teachings last night, he talked a little bit about the um, crisis in Western Europe with the energy crisis and also the uh, power plant situation in Ukraine, which is the largest power plant uh, or nuclear power plant in Europe, Um, that he's in direct communication and negotiations with the IE, uh, excuse me, IAEA, International Atomic Energy Agency, and various governments with uh, Potential, if anything goes, uh, solution to uh, uh, that situation in Ukraine with the power plant. And also with the um, energy crisis, he's in direct communication with various governments and world leading nations in, uh, to give them a solution with plasma energy and technology. And now it is basically in the hands of those governments to um, implement it. So um, many things are happening behind the scenes. Uh, I know the energy is over the top intense. I I have to say, uh, I haven't been having as much in the coughing area, but I've just literally in the past week, I've, passed out for a couple hours in the middle of the afternoon, just over the top tired. So I do encourage people, if you're tired, just take the rest, you know, even if it's in the middle of the afternoon, don't, don't fight it. Just uh, try to get that extra rest because, um, you know, we need our energy moving forward. But uh, also encourage people that the, the plasma, um, 
technology and the plasma GANs, different um, various types of plasmas and GANs uh, to utilize those in these times, which is very intense, but um, they are uh, incredible tools that have been gifts to us, uh, you know, and uh, there's, um, I'm not sure how many people in China right now that have been on a GANs fast for over a hundred days where they have not eaten food or anything except for the GANs. And um, so it's, it's pretty interesting, you know, uh, utilizing these things and expanding our consciousness from the physicality matter state into these new plasma uh, knowledge of the universe. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Micah. And so I guess we'll move on to, um, and I was going to say I'm entirely in agreement with you about feeling exhausted and off a lot of the time. And yes, if you can rest, I, I would also encourage people rest when you can go to sleep earlier, etc. If you can't take a nap, um, it's intense what's happening and our whole beings are being revised. So no small thing. And um, Rama, shall we move on to your energy update and then your, your news update? Well, I think maybe Randy might be around somewhere. No, no he, um, he has no report tonight. Oh, okay. Okay, Rama, go ahead. Um, <laughs> what greetings, could, everybody. Greetings, everyone around the planet and throughout the local universe. Yeah, and share for everybody your... I mean, you talk, you get to talk to those Faction 3 White Knights every day. When Sherry was doing the healing with Benayak, I saw the um, Hebrew fire letters as she was calling in the light language and creating huge circles around all of us and the various places around the planet and then they just kind of dissipated into sparkles and I was just amazing to to see and what I could say about what is going on right now is huge because it is about the sun and there were X-class, I mean, solar flares today, and they're only getting bigger. And what it has to do with is the imminent um, solar flash that is going to happen. And this is not a negative thing. There are stories out there where, let's say... In the past, the solar flash could have helped to create the flood that happened 13,000, 12,000 years ago, along with the incoming asteroids, which were pieces of Maldek, the planet between Mars and Jupiter. Yet, right now, we're kind of in 
a similar cycle like what was happening then 13,000, 12,000 years ago as Nibiru is approaching and Nibiru is out in the Oort cloud even though it has a direct pull on our sun and uh, it has to do with the climate disruption, the consciousness raising, and the conflict that is going on. Like Great Braden was talking about, this is a huge, huge change. And it is going to affect life on the planet. It's not a dangerous thing. It already is. It is. What I'm saying is it's a good thing. What's a good thing? The frequencies coming in from the sun. Yeah. Except when somebody uses the energies for something like a rug rat that's no good. <laughs> yeah. Like in the subtitle here up on the TV, it says Texas trigger law making abortion a felony takes effect. Today. Yeah. The, um, what do we do with that? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, and I do gotta put my heart on my sleeve and say we do need help to help pay BBS radio and get basics and take care of laundry and the rent is coming due and it's a challenge right now with what's going on with the frequencies. I just keep seeing messages every single day from the various realms and what's going on with the playing field here in our realm. And it all relates to the incoming frequencies of the sun and the imminent shift. And I can say that the forces of light are here they're not going to allow a polar shift to happen like which occurred the last time around, which sunk Atlantis. We're not going to do that one. Yet the energies are as intense as they were the last time around, as all of us are increasingly becoming part of this play and what I could say is that our siddhas, our Jedi powers, our abilities are coming into play full force and with the increasing electromagnetic frequencies the weakening of the earth's magnetic field expands, contracts expands, contracts this has to do with the pulses of the sun going on. And our scientists are not really talking about this. And it's a huge deal because it's affecting all of life. And right now, on the 3D level, we are watching the 13 families play out their last moments. It's not a negative statement. It's just 
what's occurring. Um, I read today, I don't know where to find it, but um, the governor of Florida was in Fallujah and as a soldier, as a soldier, he was detaining, torturing, interrogating Iraqi prisoners in Fallujah. Mr. DeSantis, he was also at Gitmo Bay doing the same thing and just blazed by with fire. Abby Martin had this on her Twitter feed. It's not pretty news, but it's real. It's what's going on right now. The mentor, and I guess this guy is, was a multi-billionaire, millionaire, I forget his name, but he was the mentor to Jeffrey Epstein. He was found dead today. Oh my goodness. In his home. And they're saying he died possibly of natural causes, possibly of the COVID. They're not exactly saying what he died of, but he is directly connected with Miss Maxwell, Gwislaine Maxwell. But she's in jail. She's in jail, but they're all connected with the circle of energy that's connected with Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein still trafficking children and uh in the underground base uh, over there under Israel underneath Tel Aviv yeah it's yeah in Israel and I just keep being told every day leave all of this alone and blaze the violet fire yes and um I'll start on Friday <laughs> uh we need to think, this is His Holiness Dalai Lama. We need to think of each other as true sisters and brothers and to be concerned with each other's welfare. Rather than working solely to acquire wealth, we need to do something meaningful, something seriously directed towards the welfare of humanity as a whole. And this is Friday. I received a text message at 11.55 late this morning from Tom the cat and sweet Angelique the cat. They said to me, Lord Rama, we were at Stonehenge for sunrise this morning. Again, and we sent you a picture. At certain angles through the stones, we could see portals opening. These portals can take you to many places on our planet Gaia. There is a legend about Stonehenge that as you call for Merlin at either sunrise or sunset, you may set me you may see him enter through one of these portals. This is called Surfing the Zabaya. As Merlin beckons to you to follow him. Think about where you'd like to go, perhaps to the Pleiades or maybe Venus. As you meditate on these things, the message will come to your heart. You may even enjoy taking a journey to your own creation where you began as a divine spark 
along Creator's source. See you in the light of the most radiant one, Satnam Namaste Blaze Fire Fire. This is Saturday. I received a text message from Lady Natasha at 11.38 a.m. this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, Ukraine and Russia are coming to the realization that they are going to have to cooperate with the UN uh, weapons inspectors, the IAEA, International Atomic Energy Agency. UN Secretary Guterres has said we must cease all weapons fire. One stray bullet or one shell could ignite Ragnarok, the Viking word for the end of the world. Captain Ashtar is not going to allow a nuclear war, period. Since we are talking so much, Lord Rama, you are my co-partner of peace communications <laughs> for this intense situation between Mother Russia, where I was born into the Romanov family over here, and you, Rama, were born into the Romanov family over there in the U.S. All of this is about love. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. Okay, no one can afford to disregard compassion, affection, and so on. Why? Because kindness and compassion are the main qualities necessary in life. A good mind. Enriched by love and compassion is essential for human beings. That's from His Holiness. Yes. And this is Monday. I received a text message from Lady Natasha at 1137 this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, the daughter of one of Putin's close allies, Daria Dugina, was killed by a car bomb outside Moscow on Saturday. Many news agencies say her father, Alexander Dugin, the ultra-nationalist Russian philosopher, was the intended target of the attack. Both father and daughter had been at a cultural festival on Saturday, yet they left in separate cars. Lady, Nat- Lady Natasha went on, Lord Rama, Darya was an elite member of the Azov military brigade in Ukraine, thus making her a strong supporter of Nazism. Meanwhile, the energies coming in are changing space and time. I literally saw these energies as waves passing into my view twice today. Remember, I have my eye on you, Lord Rama. There are many thousands and thousands of craft in our skies. When the captain gives the word, they will decloak, and we will hear the harmony of the spheres. Stay in timeless oneness. 
Send only love to the situations at hand. Satnam Namaste, place of ardent fire. And this is Tuesday. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, and Sweet Angelique, the cat, at 11.47 a.m. this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are at Stonehenge for sunrise again today. This is a note from me. They sent me a picture today of sunrise at Stonehenge early this morning. This time, they were very close to the stones. It is so powerful to look at the sun rise through the stones as each, as such, at such close range. Tom and Sweet Angelique continued, Ukraine and Russia are having a row over the Ukraine prisoners who have committed war crimes in Mariupol. Ukraine is saying, give us our, give our people back. Russia is saying these people are going to be held for war crimes. At this point, Tom said to me, this is the deep state over here and the deep state over there, arguing amongst themselves and using the people as cannon fodder, monkeys in the middle. Meanwhile, the solar flares and the cosmic energies are all the way up there. As these energies are so high, they shake up the physical realm. We are letting you know that you must move slowly and in harmony with the grand cycle that is unfolding. This is the time where magic can happen. And... The multiverse is opening up. There are multiple portals opening simultaneously. There are many great beings and masters here. They serve with Lord Michael and Admiral Sananda Kumara to keep this universe of Nevadon in balance. What we want you to realize is our thoughts can become physical matter, like what we just saw with the light language. As those sounds, frequencies go out, you see the actual symbols, the fire letters that J.J. Hirtak talks about. And they are actual physical energies that can change space and time and matter. What we the, the, what we want you to realize is our thoughts can become physical matter. We can use this energy to shift ourselves and planet Earth. We are in service to the whole. Send only love and compassion to the present series of events. See you in the light of the most radiant one. We have a mini shuttlecraft, a four-seater that we can park in your backyard, Lord Rama. We may show up when you least expect us. Satnam Namaste, place of violet fire. And there's a picture of Lord Michael and Tom the cat. And 
uh, we're saying here with leaders like this, no one need to fear. We are in good hands. And um, yeah, take one look, good look at that, Mr. Tom the Cat. Prashad, well, Panther. <laughs> oh my goodness. This is Wednesday. I went and sat in the plasma field today. It was 12.07 p.m. early this afternoon. The energy of the plasma field was extremely strong. I could only sit in it for about 15 minutes. It began to show me nebulous surrounding our Milky Way galaxy connected with supergalactic center and the Hunabku. The plasma field said to me, Lord Rama, as you focus on the rainbow nebulas, these colors get absorbed into the physical, and these colors are imbued with the energies of the force. There are emerald star clusters that radiate the frequency of Ascended Master Lord Hilarion who is on the emerald green fifth ray of physical healing. The plasma field also pointed out to me other specific stars in these nebulas and the Milky Way galaxy, which emulate and radiate the violet transmuting flame. Meanwhile, the pawns, on the chessboard representing the 13 families are reflecting the mess these families have made. Leave it all alone. Goddess is here. She is already showing herself. There are rumors that as the Egyptian security guards went to check on Goddess Sekhmet's statue in Karnak, Egypt in the last 24 hours, it was missing. The plasma field told me Mother Sekhmet disappeared her own statue from view to indicate she who was here before the gods were here is on the prowl after her wayward children. Have a most radiant day. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam Namaste. Late the fire. Fire. And this is today. I received a text message from Lady Natasha at 12.45 early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, I am in Moscow. According to authorities in Zaporizhia, Ukraine, electricity supplies have been restored throughout the region after what was recorded to be continuous shelling by key forces that affected the work of the local nuclear power plant there. Earlier reports said a number of areas in Zaporizhia, including the cities of Kherson and Militopol faced a blackout that after shelling started, fires in a forest that caused the failure of the power lines. 
We are in a most unique time. Full disclosure can happen at any moment. Your Congress over there is discussing the fact that spacecraft of the that spacecraft, the United States, have recovered are not from Earth. This is cause for deep concern by members of Congress who want to play with the narrative that our galactic visitors are not here with the best of intentions. Dr. Greer has told us this for years. They want to play with this. This is indeed the deep state at work. Do the words fake alien invasion come to mind? Place all of this in the circle of support and place the violent fire. Satnam Namaste. And I got to say, they are possibly that desperate, yet, you know, Dr. Greer has told us they would not allow things like that to really, you know, come about. And to put it metaphorically, as they were to even try to play with that, they're going to find themselves in a very uncomfortable position. And it's about being exposed for who they are. These very ancient beings that um, Graham Hancock and so many others have been talking about for I don't know how many years since 2012 and before Zachariah Sitchin, the you know lost books of Enki. This is a real deal. It wasn't just you know BS that. Um, Stories about Saddam Hussein build, rebuilding the hanging gardens of Babylon. He wanted to actually do that. And let's say he was getting some help from some folks to actually do that. Yet it is a convoluted, muddled story about Iraq because this is the cradle of civilization when Enki and Enlil and their armies landed and Nibiru was here and I don't need to go on. Blaze of Violet Fire, I passed the talking stick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Caroline, what you got to say to that song? Uh, That's that's quite an interesting report. Um, I want to go back for a moment to last week please, Lord, Lord Rama, because you used a phrase, I don't know if you were referring to yourself or quoting someone else, but you said, when the Metatronic chip in my head goes off, what was that a reference to? Oh, uh, at Harmonic Convergence in 1987, I was taken aboard the New Jerusalem and they inserted a crystal sliver into my pineal pituitary gland and Ashtar told me at the time when the time would be that we are going to let you know we're going to shift this reality in an instant you're going to be alerted to let others know not to freak out or panic but to just you know work with the energies to send love and 
compassion and frequencies of good vibrations like what Dr. Greer is teaching us with the CE5 contact, you know, meditations. We welcome these folks, you know, they're not here to take us as, you know, hostages to be, you know, sold off as slaves in some part of the galaxy. They are here as family and and they and it, it carries the frequencies of Metatron. Yeah, this sliver, crystal, so this so sliver so in my third eye carries the frequencies of Metatron. You so mean in your in, in your my crown, crown chakra? Not yeah, not well. The hypothalamus and the uh, pituitary and the pineal gland are located in the center of the brain. Yeah, just below where you have. Not, whew, what's that noise? <laughs> uh Caroline, is that you? Um there's there's a very soft spot. You know, like when babies are born, they have a soft spot on the top of their crown. Yeah. And it 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 tightens up and gets harder as they grow. Rama's is still soft. I there. it's never closed. Oh never. my gosh. Yeah. Montanol right. didn't close up. I, it has to do with being, you know, a channel for the frequencies pouring in. Yes, of course. You're receiving a ton through that crown chakra. Oh, my gosh. How fascinating is that? Yeah. yeah. And this is why this is, you know, we've done this before. We're doing it again. Only this time we're not going to destroy ourselves. But at the same time... We are in such a precarious position, so to speak, with the 13 families playing out their last moments. You know, I don't know how to talk about it except to bring it into the context that, you know, like Dr. Greer speaks about, to send these folks love and compassion because we are, you know, Dealing with um, five seconds to midnight, so to speak. We always knew you were a softy, Rama. Oh, <laughs> there you are, Randy. Something contacted you to show up. Thank you. Um, yeah, it feels like, um, yeah, we are glad that Randy's here. We're just, you know, sending light that he feels better and and penny too um but um it just feels increasingly like we're right on the edge on this planet and that they want to pull something drastic they'd rather blow up the place rather than than it you know come down to their knees and admit they're beaten and um or just overwhelmed by the light and um i yet i get an even stronger impression that that's just not going to be allowed and that you know, the Ashtar command if their eye on things to where they will know if somebody's pulling something, uh, they won't even need to look at their instruments. They'll read it energetically. Yes, they will. The Zelensky guy, he's intentionally shelling that Zaporizhia nuclear yeah. plant. Make it look like a, an accident. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, right. 
and blaming it on Russia to boot. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. He's he's succeeded in this whole PR campaign to make himself look like this absolute winner, this this golden boy, and Putin's the evil one. And it's just getting very tiring. I I feel like with the amount of light coming in, people are falling for this nonsense far less often. And um, a lot of women are with all these, uh, you know, we've had elections here in the States and um, because of the Republican Party backing the anti-choice and um, outlawing um, women's health rights, basically, a lot of women are are voting against the Republican Party now. They're going Democrat. And um, I feel like a lot of their desperate actions are going to backfire on them. Have any of your people said that, Rama, or have you, have you felt that yourself? I felt that myself. And each day that's passing, the craziness that's going on with the talking heads on the media, both on the internet, the TV, the radio it's um how can you defend the talking points these people are speaking about because they are preaching hate and fear and death that simple and that is the dark side it ain't gonna work in this sat yuga and either they're going to you know surrender or you know they have to leave this realm as it's been said quite decisive times um i don't think there's room for people to be lukewarm anymore i think they're going to have to wake up and um and move forward in their thinking and in their self-realization it seems to be a time for accelerated personal growth and inner realizations and why, you know, Tom and Sweet Angelique keep showing up at Stonehenge. Do they travel through those portals? <laughs> what would you say yeah. is the significance there? They travel through those portals and uh, monitor the various situations going on around Earth and the neighboring, you know, solar system and the neighboring constellations because. We are in a most unique time because of the fact that our sun is about to transfigure. I mean, the last time this happened was, you know, the stories that Zachariah Sitchin and, you know, uh, as ridiculous as it sounds, what they talk about on ancient aliens ain't fantasy it's real and this ancient wisdom you know uh it's it's leaking out everywhere and sometimes the theories and facts that are being brought out have directly relate to what's going on with the different findings around the planet that things are much older than we've been told. Time is kind of askew because um, it's changing. It's malleable. And we can change time, space, physical matter with our thoughts. 
as we are creator gods and goddesses of the most high. And how Tom and sweet Angelique explained this to me is that we approach the portals with great respect and great dignity because they are living pathways of energy that transmit the frequencies from creative source to help all the planets continue their continuance. It's like we're all in symbiotic relationship with each other. And when one of the planets is sort of off, we're all kind of feeling it. And right now, you know, the focus is, you know, on planet Earth. We're ascending and the attention is, you know, dead center. As we rise to the occasion by sending more love to these situations, it works out better for all of us. <laughs> I passed the talking stick. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I wonder if any of the co-hosts have noticed their dreams getting more colorful or strange lately. I've been hearing people say that. Even people who never remember their dreams are remembering them. Mine are, mine are definitely wacky lately. I am getting more and more dream sequences that are just, it's reflecting what's going on down here and what's going on up there where the, you know, they have assembled, so to speak, the forces of life, their gear, as we can work with more love and compassion it makes it easier for them to integrate and help us so that it's not such a shock when we meet folks that have green skin or blue skin or uh antennas (laughs) i can what i can say caroline my dreams have been out of this world and stuck in this world even in my even in my cutlery drawer, I was dreaming about that last night. I was counting silver in the drawer, <laughs> and then I had, and then I had someone I worked with for a long time. I haven't seen for a long time. I'm a godmother to his oldest child. I had a dream about him giving me this very elaborate engagement ring, and I couldn't figure that out because he's married with a bunch of children. And then I thought, oh, he wants me to engage with him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to get a hold of him because I discovered last March both his parents passed away within 48 hours of each other and, oh. and they were divorced. But they, they've been divorced for years, but they passed away within 48 hours of each other. So I just thought that dream I figured out, I don't know what the diamonds were about, but I figured the engagement was to engage with him. It, my dreams have been bizarre. That's all I can tell you. And I usually remember my dreams very well because, because I do. And it's just been, I think it's half of my problem in exhaustion. I've let me sleep. <laughs> wow. So, well, you know, yeah, I it's flying that. around. Maybe it's clearing out. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say that my dreams have been very bizarre as well as I wake up talking my dream okay that's good <laughs> yes you know, i'm communicating 
with whatever is going on in the dream. I'm actually speaking it out loud, even though I'm still half asleep. Right. So, yeah, I can definitely chime in with that one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely the subconscious, its language is so different than our conscious language. And then we have to figure out what the subconscious is trying to tell us. That's how I see dreams. Yeah, the subconscious and maybe even what they call the superconscious, you know, the higher self. And well, I'd still like to know where the diamonds stand. <laughs> like to know where? Where are the diamonds? Where are the diamonds? I often dream about gems, finding them, being given them to me, diamonds, rubies, you name it, emeralds. I just think it's interesting, that's all. Wow. Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, Mina, a a friend of Randy's uh, came over to visit us. He was in Taos here. He's here for surgery and a few other things. But he said that he he lives in Indonesia and they have all different colored diamonds. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. And he's been in the diamond business for a long time and he he knows them, but he, he's he's living there because he's married to an Indonesian woman now, but and they have children and stuff. But I mean, that is amazing. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, yeah. they have black diamonds. They have red diamonds. They have orange diamonds. Mm-hmm. The market keeps them back because they only want to sell the white ones because they figure that's what buys the most. That's what they sell the most. So it was definitely a market. It was definitely a market thing that didn't that kept it away from the public, all the different types of diamonds. And uh, and that's why most of us don't know they have all different colors. And if you ever, if you ever watch the news, the yellow diamonds, they have come across huge, big yellow diamonds that are now in a museum probably, but they have, there's all colors, yes. Which makes sense, they're part of the earth. Yes. I, I have seen someone with a ruby magenta diamond, they had it on their finger. Yeah, because I think all semi-precious stones, the precious stones, they come out of the earth. So, of course, they're going to reflect all the colors of the earth. It's the elemental kingdom coming to you, Omina. Right. Oh, it is? Yeah. What are they they trying to tell me? Well, the elements. You're one with the elements. doesn't matter what color it is or what shape it is as long as you're one with the elements. Well, then I'm going to ask him to come and take all that tiredness from the crazy energy that's floating around. You <laughs> and know? Then all the diamonds and rubies and sapphires, they're all formed by pressure, intense yes. pressure. Sometimes oh. millions of years to make it. Oh, maybe I'm under intense pressure. Because you haven't been doing enough dancing. That's why. You're absolutely. You know what I do during the day, though? I turn on YouTube. And I turn on Saturday Night Fever because I love that music. <laughs> and Grease. And, 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 and Tina Turner. And it plays. And I dance around the living room because I'm all by myself doing <laughs> that. And absolutely, because it moves me. It moves everything in my body. I can shake and move and waltz in any way I want to go with it. And that's what I do to dance because... I'm not out dancing like I normally used to be. 
because I love the music moves me. It doesn't matter what I'm doing right or wrong. I'm doing it the way I do it. Right. The music moves me. So I still do the dancing. There's just nobody looking at me. <laughs> just hunky dory fine with you, right, Omita? Oh, it, well, it's fun. It's great to feel that way because it moves your body. It wakes up your body. You know, yeah. one of the things about as we get older and, and mature and all that good jolly stuff, movement is so important. Movement is so important. Yeah. Any of you that are in my age group, and most of you are, not all of you, but most of you are, I'm probably older than most of you, maybe, I don't know. But you know, movement is important. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. You're only old if you're a mountain or a tree. <laughs> well, then Dance like nobody's watching. If you're a mountain, yes. If you're a mountain, or, if you're a tree, you're grown. If you're a mountain, somebody else is walking all over you. <laughs> well, I know that the trees, there's trees up there in Northern California, Eureka and up above, and they're, they're like 6,000 years old. Up there. Oh, yeah. I probably have a few out here where I live. I mean, I love to go outside and look at the birds, look at the squirrels, look at whatever animals are around and, and just go out and talk to them and have a walk around and go with them. You know, anything with nature is, I love it. It's just great. It just, it just rejuvenates. Oh. Just like the music and the dancing. I love to watch Tina Turner. She can't dance. <laughs> but her music is great. I don't know if it's intrigue or what, but you can't. I mean, uh, African people from descendants of African Africa, they have the gift of movement. That's their gift, gift of movement. And she doesn't dance like Africans are great at dancing. Yeah. She based, you know, when she was with uh, Ike Turner, you know, she she based it all on what was hot in the 60s, you know, and so she got away from the more natural movements and it was, it's very sort of, um, it, her dance became very sort of, I don't, I don't know exactly how to say it. Well, they seem to be stiffer. She might have injuries. No. Yeah. She no. suffered a lot of injuries with him. So she, she might, she might have some back injuries. She's retired now. She uh, is. But I love her music. I love her spirit. I just love, you know, Look at John Travolta when he's 20 years old and the dancing they did. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, to be able to dance like that. (laughs) In another lifetime, I was able to do all that. So I'm still dancing. So I used to dance like that all the time, all over the place. I just got a little bit of an injury here. We're going to straighten up here. uh Well, music is of the soul. So. You know, my soul likes to dance and do lots of other things. But thank you for reminding me, Randy. I'm glad you're back. Yeah. You're welcome. Omina. Oh, I see that. You want to know what happened to your squirrel? What happened to my Jack the squirrel? Is he in hibernation or or is him and his wife having babies? I haven't seen him for a week. Well, I mean, I think he's chasing more than his wife. He has more than one wife, you know. That too. He'll be back. He'll be back in a week or so. Who's got? Well, we want to thank everyone 
for being here. Thank you so much to our listeners. Really beautiful evening and ended with dancing, which is very celebratory <laughs> and uh, appropriate because Nassar is on its way, everyone. Full disclosure on its way. So much thanks. Um, we'll let Don know we're ready for music. Um, I don't know if Penny sent something in because she's ill. That suddenly occurred to me. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, we just want to thank everyone for making this a very special show. And we hope we'll see you back again next Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on bbsradio.com station two. So ready, maestro, whenever you are. Thank you, Caroline. Good night, everyone. Of course. Good night, everyone. Much love to everyone. Music, Maestro. We were ready to dance, I understand. (laughs) 